Hello, PolyM fam, and welcome to Talk Your Poly Off, presented by ilovepoly.org. This is your podcast for ethically navigating your relationships, your community, and yourself for a healthier and happier lifestyle. This is Bella Doll. She is my sunshine full of giggles. And this is Joshua Monsuda, the logic to my emotion and the chaos to my order. So now you know us. Pull up a seat and let's talk our poly off. All right, here we are. Welcome back, Pollyann fam. It's 2020. Welcome Woo! to the new year. Yeah, I'm Bella. I'm Lily. And I'm Monsada. And this is Talk Your Polly Off. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> I love the Croods. What? That's what it's from. It's the Slawhead's belt. Uh, dun, dun, dun. Oh, yeah, okay, that's right. <laughs> I have not seen the kids. Oh, it's so cute. <laughs> watch it with or without your kids. Okay. But it is so cute. I often watch cartoons without my kids. It's basically about like the last caveman family. Oh, okay. And trying yeah. to survive the imploding earth. Gotcha. <laughs> it's really good. Welcome to 2020. Yeah! Yay! <laughs> hope everyone had a fantastic New Year's. And I hope that your livers are all okay. Yeah. I know mine's still recovering. Right. Mine's always recovering. <laughs> a daily, constant state. Daily process. True. It's a good thing I have two of them. Yes. <laughs> this is what he tells our nurse Bambi. friend, Bambi. She hates it. <laughs> started out as a thing because she'd get mad because I'd drink too many energy drinks, as we, you and I talked right. about earlier. And she said something. I said, well, it's okay because I, I wash it out with... Alcohol, because that <laughs> was a cleansing agent, right. and she got mad at that. And I was like, well, don't worry about it, because I have two livers. Right. She's like, you don't have two livers. Nobody has two livers. So I told her that the Irish people are born with two livers. Right. That's why we're such good drinkers. Exactly. And years later, I still rub it in her face that I have two livers, and she only has one. Right? We call her Angry can... Bambi. Oh, yes. Because she gets angry at everything I say. It's good. Yeah. <laughs> I still think you and I need to drink shot for shot and see how it goes. All right. Because I am also Irish. <laughs> well, we will do this. Let's turn off the recording. We'll just go do oh, it now. Oh, no. Okay. Shots, we'll do this. Shots, I mean, to be shots, fair, shots, we shots, haven't shots. been drinking as much as we used to. True. That's a habit I did not give up for no. New Year's. <laughs> this episode is not about drinking. No. We thought it would be fun to talk about, with the whole reset of the new year, talk about some of the personality tests and all the psychological things you can take out there. I'm right. always a sucker for those Facebook, like, I know. you're this if you do this, <laughs> what type of food are you? It's like, curse you, BuzzFeed, you got me again. Yep. Right. <laughs> Suck me in. <laughs> So, on our last episode, the last episode of last year, that was a lot of lasts. Last, last, last. <laughs> the last episode of last year. We talked about resolutions and making changes and all this other stuff. So, we decided that this year we're going to kick things off with trying to figure out who we are so we know what we look like at the beginning of the year and then maybe see what changes have happened and if that has adjusted us on a core level throughout the year. Right. right. Well, and when we go to do the audit... Mm -hmm. At the end of the year, at the end of 2020, we can refer back to yeah. episode 41 where we talked about our personality tests. Exactly. Right. It's always fun, too, to do them. I like to do them annually just to see if I've changed a little bit over the year, if I've got different partners, if that's changed a little bit, or if my needs have kind of developed throughout the year. Right. Yeah, it's actually really interesting because as we were going through, we, we took some time tonight and we each did the, some up dated tests. Yeah. Mine definitely changed on a few fronts, which was really interesting. And I don't know if it's different partners coming and going or if it's just, yeah, reflecting on my needs and wants. Mm -hmm. And it's kind of interesting to see how some of it changed. Absolutely. It is. And I've got some big changes. I'm excited for us. Are to you? Get in. Oh, oh yeah. exciting. Ooh. Some really big changes, which kind of surprised me. So how about we start with one of the tests that are super big in the polyamorous community. Okay. And that's the five love languages. All right. And I do want to say ahead of time, I'm on my computer as we're scrolling through these. So if you hear some clicking in the background, I apologize. I'm going to try and be as quiet as possible. Right. And I'm on the toilet. So if you hear other noises. <laughs> it makes me want to drop something into my water bottle. <laughs> So we're going to start things out with the five love languages. This is one of the personality type tests that are commonly and frequently talked about in polyamorous circles, mm -hmm. at least ones I've been a part of. 
and others that I've seen online. So who could give us a rundown of what this five love languages thing is all about? Well, my understanding of the five love languages is it's not only, and you can actually take this test a couple ways, mm-hmm. I believe, and we only did it once, but you can use these love languages for how you receive love and affection and care and also how you give love. So let's say you've got two people together and both people are like, oh, I love to be smothered in touch. Then you're both compatible, you know, things like that. Um, Maybe if one of your partners really enjoys or feels love from their partner when they receive gifts, it's a good thing to know because if they're constantly trying to pet the person and touch them, the receiver doesn't actually feel that love unless you're showing it in their language. So the five languages, mm-hmm. they are physical touch, acts of service, quality time, words of affirmation, and receiving gifts. Yes. Mm-hmm. And that could go both ways. Is this how you like to have love shown to you? And then the other way is how do you like, how do you like to show your love to others? Right. right. How do you right. receive love and how do you express love? Yeah, that's a really there you go. condensed way of saying that. Not <laughs> one should have said. <laughs> So to sum it up. Right. So with all of these tests that we're talking about today, we took the time to take these tests and we're basically just going to share the results. We thought this would be a fun kickoff to the new year without getting super involved in a lot of extra stuff. And we will, of course, share these links that we took these tests in the show notes so you can all go take the tests, take them with your partners, open up that dialogue to start your new year off. Oh, and share with us what happened. Like, yes. like yeah. what you scored on these tests, if you'd like, of course. Find us on any of our social media and then find the images or the links that go to this episode yeah. and then start dialogue there so that we can have a big conversation with everyone on all of these tests. It's fully Absolutely. interactive. Yes. Indeed. So, let's start it out. Who just, wants to be the guinea pig? Do we want to talk about all of them or do we just want to give our top... I usually do my top two when we're talking about it. Okay. All right, well, why don't you start? Okay. So my primary love language, and this gets a nine out of the points. So um, Because they do a point system. It's like 30 points. Yeah, it's like 30 points. So nine of my 30 points go to physical touch. I'm a touchy-feely person. (laughs) I like hugs. I like kisses. All of that stuff. (laughs) And we only took the test with how we receive love. Right. This is how we receive love. If you want to find out how you give love, you do the couples version, usually with your partner. Right. Um, Oh, that's pretty cool. Yeah. So, and then my second one is words of affirmation. So, hug me, kiss me, and tell me I'm pretty. (laughs) Oh, that's pretty good. How many many points did you get for wanting to be pretty? Uh, Seven. Oh, that's pretty good. That's like over half of the entire test. Right. Okay. What about you? They're pretty strong. So mine is physical touch as well. Mm-hmm. I scored 12 points on that wow. one. Wow. That's a big one. Yeah, I like touches. <laughs> Touching. And then acts of service actually was eight points. Yeah. So I got two-thirds out of the way with my top two. Yeah. And actually, when I said the five love languages, I cheated, and I was reading off the list. So if you go back to (laughs) when I was reading them off, you'd know what order they were all in. (laughs) And receiving gifts, as much as I like having stuff, it's actually my least with one point. Yeah. Yeah. My top two were acts of service, also with eight points, so our eights matched. But it was my top one now, which is funny Because my top one has always been words of affirmation. Mm. I like to be told that people appreciate me and Mm -hmm. I'm doing a good job and whatnot. Um, And then number two is quality time. So my words of affirmation jump down to three. Wow. Right? So yeah, acts of service with eight, quality time with seven, and then my bottom is also gifts with three. Huh. What's your bottom, Lily? Gifts with Mm -hmm. two. Huh. So I'm not a really, I'm not a material girl. Yeah, and I think about it, and man, sometimes I'm like, man, I, if you're out on this trip, it'd be nice if you thought of me and picked something up. But really, a text message that with the sure. words of affirmation, mm-hmm. oh, you're thinking about me and, you know, missing you or something. like. Yeah. Right. So the gifts just aren't that big. Or a pi- like a picture. Like, you know how people used to buy postcards and then mail it? So if yeah. you took a picture... Of where you're at or what you're doing, and you could say, like, thinking of you. Right. Yeah, exactly. That would be cool, too. Yep. Yep. So, it's also funny that your your main one dropped to your third one. Yeah. 
And I wonder if that came about because of in the last, when's the last time that you and I took this? Like two years ago? I think, yeah. Since then, perhaps those needs got fulfilled on a regular basis mm -hmm. enough. Right. To where you needed a change or an experience, a difference. Right, like I was, sure. my cup was getting filled up uh -huh. with my affirmation. Right. And don't get me wrong, it tied in points with my second one. Okay. But it just wasn't as, quite as high. Right. Sure. So you were, Lily, mentioning... Uh -huh about changes in some of these tests yes how would you feel about something like that so mine actually has changed as well so hmm. when i was married my top two were acts of service and words of affirmation because those were the two that i craved the most i was gonna say you were missing um, them yeah i'm yeah. missing them the most actually i think it was very close to being a three-way tie between physical touch words of affirmation and and acts of service just because i was kind of devoid of all of those things. Uh -huh. um, he was really good at gift giving too, which was hilarious because that's always been my lowest yeah. thing. Huh. So, <laughs> so he wasn't paying attention. So not. <laughs> so uh, yes, but now I, it's funny because now with my new partner, I definitely get a lot more physical touch, but I'm enjoying it a lot. So it's definitely up on my highest right. thing. Yeah. Well, and if I was to reflect too, okay, so acts of service for me, jumped up to the top I don't think that's a reflection for me of any of my relationships I think that's more of a reflection of my physical yeah. abilities um so some things you know I'm pretty sure I blew out my knee when my sister got married back in last year in May mm -hmm. uh so some of what I can physically do has changed over this last year yeah and that's become quite frustrating so acts of service where I feel useless around the house sometimes and there's things I can't do or in ways I can't help. And so if somebody else steps up and does something for me in that way, mm -hmm. that's huge for me. So my, the way I've changed over the last year mm -hmm. changed my love language. Yeah. yeah. Well, and I know too, that one of the ways that I express love to people is through acts of service. I always mm. joke that my love language is food, right. um, but that's because my act of service is cooking for people. I like doing that. Which we people. got to experience. I, know, I was going to say, good. Good. Yeah. I did make you guys dinner tonight. <laughs> that was so good. Because I love you guys. <laughs> and I'm like, uh, I don't want you cooking. Like, this is my house. I'll you're do the work. Kitchen. And you're like, no, no, I really want to do this. And I'm to. like, okay, I'm going to give it a shot. I'm going to see how it goes. And I'll just step back. And I mean, dinner was fantastic. <laughs> but it was so odd to have someone step in and do that. Right. Yeah. But it was definitely weird. Yeah. <laughs> I dug it. Yeah. I dug it. And then it's funny because my quality time, my touch has always been my top. Yeah. The quality time used to be my second, I believe. And then that's dropped down a little bit. Cause what was your second now? Acts of service. Acts of service. That's right, because we tied with our eights. Right. And I think that that has to do with a little bit of changes I went through in 2019 and 2018 yeah. and 2017, <laughs> where a lot, of, a lot of life changes made for a different environment. Mm -hmm. And so now getting a little extra help or having someone being willing to step up is actually pretty nice. Yeah. Yeah. So it's interesting how that's changed the quality from quality time to access service. Yeah. So again, like we said, if you go click on that link and take the singles test on it, that'll show you how you receive love. Mm -hmm. If you want to find out how you receive and show love, click on the couples test and do that together with a partner. Yeah. Yep. What's the next test you guys want to talk about? That would probably be the Myers Briggs test. Yes. Which yeah. I absolutely love. And I, I have love a great that story test. for yeah. this one. It's also called, if you look online, it's, it's 16... 16personalities.com. Yep. yep. So you're excited about it. What do you want? What? I really am. I mean, like, if you guys want to talk about it, go ahead. <laughs> did, did your personality change? Drastically. Did it? Oh, Interesting. Yeah. I think maybe only one or two features of it for me changed. But, but it's been the same forever. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> okay, fine. I'll jump into it. So basically, this test will check all your different personality types. It'll tell you if you're introverted, extroverted, uh, a thinker, uh, help me out here. Intuitive or observant, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. judging, prospecting, feeling. So like it, it gathers a wide range to give you not like a black and white view of yourself, but more of a grayscale yeah, and right. seeing where you sit on the grayscale. Now, the first time that I took this test was 
just over 10 years ago or about 10 years ago when I was in college and I was doing a human relations class. Mm -hmm. And my instructor thought he was so fucking smart. <laughs> mm -hmm. And he was having us all do this. And after it was all done, we all shared what we were and we did the grouping things and all this stuff. And he asked questions like, well, the big question was, does this ever change? Do you think this could ever change? And I was the only one in class that was like, yeah, it's going to change. Like, it can change 100%. Yeah, people can evolve. And he's like, no, psychologically, these are the core fundamental aspects of yourself, and they don't really change. She would be so excited. Right. so right. Well, I am. And this guy, he always thought he was so... I was smarter than him. <laughs> I just didn't have the degrees. Right. But he he walked around, like, you know, swinging dick all the time. Like, he was so great. <laughs> and, and so it's funny because I get to look back at it a decade later and be like, hmm. Yeah, nobody changes. So when I took that then, I was an INTJ. Interesting. And that's mm. introverted. Uh, what's the N? The N is intuitive. I've got it right here. Oh, okay. So the N is intuitive. What was the other ones you said? T. Thinker. So, introverted, intuitive, thinker. And a J, judger. Judger. Right. So this time around, again, after a couple of years of big changes in life, and through all of my management, through understanding how to polyamory better and how to social better, going through some therapy that I went through for a big life event about six, seven years ago, I've made some gigantic changes. Yeah. And it's evident today because now I am an ENFP. So hey, extroverted. <laughs> extroverted, intuitive, feeling, prospecting. I'm You're a gold a miner. <laughs> I'm a campaigner. Yeah. What's that extra T on the end though? Um, it means turbulence. Turbulence. So like assertive versus the line, the like um gauge goes assertive to turbulent oh i see what it means shows how confident know. we are in our abilities and decisions yeah there you go okay and that wasn't on there when i took it 10 years ago yeah they yeah. refined it a little more but yeah do you remember does it show you like a word above it like go up to your top for identity i'm a campaigner oh we both are so you're diplomatic mm-hmm that's true. Interesting. I'm a consul. Sentinel. I'm observant and judging personality types known for their practicality and focus on order, security, and stability. Yeah, that sounds like you. Yep. I need order. <laughs> order in the court. So what are your letters? We're both ENFP. You're both ENFP. Are you also a T? I think I'm an A. I haven't, I lost that part. I have to retake the Interesting. ego part oh, no. of it. See, and I think I, I used to be an ENF. I don't know about the last, but that's where I think mine changed. I'm ENFJ now, is another common one. But. ENFJ, I wonder, I don't, I don't know. But now I'm an ESFJ, extroverted, observant, feeling, judging. Huh. Yeah. That was what I said. And huh. what was your little name that you get with that? The consul? Consul? C-O-N-S-U-L, cool. and it's a sentinel? So my little guy has, like, a paper box hat. I just wanted to point that out. <laughs> Funny. I'll have to pull up mine to see what he was wearing. Lily, what did you get? Oh, you were, that's right, you I said you're the same. I am also an ENFP. I'm a campaigner. I always take pride in the fact that Robert Downey Jr. and Robin Williams are also campaigners. <laughs> oh, cool. That's funny. Oh, that would be kind of cool to see who else. I mean, obviously, it says I at have the bottom of your like you go through the thing and it'll tell you like also so and so. Oh, right. Like on. down here at the bottom of it. Mm-hmm. Okay, hold on, we'll see. Do do. Do you still have campaigners? You may go. Quentin Robin Tarantino. Williams. <laughs> oh. so basically, Russell big Brains. actors. <laughs> I should be an actor. Yeah, it's, it's a lot of um Like, Kelly Clarkson presenters. looks way different now. Right? Will Smith. Yeah, she looks That's like... funny. Yeah, but they're campaigners. They tend to be the ones who will, um, you know, they're outgoing. They want people to be happy. They tend to be moderators and that sort of thing. That, oh, okay. Yeah. That makes sense. 
Interesting. Now I want to read all about it. I know. this. They're so interesting. Okay. And let's see. What am I? I'm the console personality. So he's serving up a birthday cake over here. Oh, that's cool. Do, do, do. Encourage, lift, and strengthen one another. For the positive energy spread to one will be felt by us all. Yeah, that sounds like you. Mm -hmm. People who share the console personality type are, for lack of a better word, popular. <laughs> Which makes sense given that it's also very common personality type, making up 12% of the population. Consoles are typically the cheerleaders in high school, the quarterback, setting the tone, taking the spotlight, leading their team forward to victory and fame. It sounds like <laughs> yeah. you. So who are some of the... I may have been a four-year varsity captain on the soccer team. <laughs> right. It doesn't surprise me. So for the campaigner, it says, the campaigner is a true free spirit. They often are the life of the party, but unlike other types in the explorer role role group campaigners are less interested in the sheer excitement and pleasure of the moment than they are in the enjoying in the social and emotional connections they make with others that makes sense charming yeah. independent energetic and compassionate seven percent of the population are comprised with this group huh. Huh. hey look play dates aren't just for the kids uh. <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> wow this one's really accurate <laughs> for you Tay Tay Swift is one. <laughs> oh, Jennifer Garner. Yeah. Steve Harvey. <laughs> also. Ooh, J-Lo. Sally Fields. Ooh, you get Tyra Banks. And Sansa Stark. I like how they don't give the actress's name. Right? They give no, the no, no, character. Because yeah. it's, not, it's not the actor. It's the, it the is character the character of Sansa. Yeah, but what about Sally Field? Like, why didn't they just say... Because Sally because Field, because, as she is, yes. is this. Sally, but as if they she did, is, but if it was... Whoever's character. <laughs> See, this is where the analytical... But if Sybil right. was listed on there, then... This is where the analytical side of me is like, why list all those other actors but only her character? <laughs> because she it's not the posed. actress. She's something else. It, she it's is the book character else. of Senses Stark. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. So what is... I, I gotta look up the turbulent... You know, so basically, it's bipolar. Some people don't have either. So if you didn't get one, so yeah, you're halfway in between either. So you don't get the designation of A or T. I got the T. I, I just don't know tea. what it means. Well, click What's on turbulent right there. It won't let oh, me. Okay. It's not a clickable thing. Okay. Well, I don't know. Fine. And there's all kinds of exploring it, like your strengths and weaknesses, your romantic, your friendship, your career path, all sorts of things after you take the test. Which test is next? Oh, we're just buzzing through oh, these tests. Oh, I don't tests. know. We can keep talking about it. That's fine. Well, I mean, like, what would you gain from a test like this? Well, I, I think that it's pretty obvious that in polyamory, you want to know what your partner's love languages are because you want to know how to better communicate them in an affectionate way. Right. So sure. what would be the benefit of taking one of these six per 16 personality tests in the sense of sharing that information in polyamory? Well, if you really read into the personality tests, like some people are very into them and some people don't give them a lot of credit, but they can help you figure out the type of people you, you know, clash with or mingle with a little bit better by having, giving you a little better insight into your own personality. Okay. So like I know as a campaigner, I tend to get along with a lot of people. But in the long term, I tend to struggle a lot with the heavily introverted types, the ones who are closed off. Like ISTJs are troublesome for me. The logical people. Right. They're troublesome because they're, 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 they're logical. The in, yeah, the introverted, logical, they're difficult because campaigners tend to try to get people on their side. They're very, you know, kind of active, spunky people. And... The more logical, introverted people are harder to kind of say. So if you were to use a wind-type instrument like a flute <laughs> or a pipe, and you were to gather all of the introverts through the town... <laughs> you would have or all of the personality types through the town the introverts would be most reluctant to the song that Probably. you're creating yeah essentially that's what i'm trying to say okay. <laughs> that makes sense. well i mean i definitely have moments we were talking about this earlier today mm -hmm. where i'm more extroverted but i have my introverted moments mm -hmm. and none of it is saying one is better than the other yeah. i think you need a lot of balance in your life in general 
And I think people do go back and forth with yeah. some of these. Mm. Well, you know, like some of my numbers are fairly in the middle. Like the assertive and turbulent was 46% to 54. So I'm pretty in the middle on that one. But then you look at another one where I'm 71% feeling versus 29% thinking. So clearly I run by my heart more than right. I would listen to my brain by a large margin. Mm. Mm-hmm. And that's, I think that's a good thing to know about partners, you know? Right. Um, you know from this that I tend to, obviously you know from more than this because you've lived with me for three years now, but I tend to step up and lead and I want to take charge and it's going to be my way and I know the best way. Yeah, and it gets in the way. I know, it's so good. <laughs> and you want to connect people and feel mm-hmm. those deep connections. Mm-hmm. And so if we were to throw a certain party, we would kind of cater to that. And you yeah. you kind yeah. of let me run with my leadership reins and you, you get to know well, your Well, and that actually works really well at our parties mm-hmm. because you enjoy taking the time to organize and to make sure that things are going smoothly. And I trust in that in a partner and I kind of almost need that in a partner so that the order is there so that I can run around playing chaos. Well, and you kind of play matchmaker just in connecting well, and, friends. And, and it's not even matchmaker. It's just it's I allow the connections to flow. Yeah. Right? Yeah. yeah. I know that the, the work part of it's done on organization and and all of that and it gives me the chance to go around and connect people and introduce people and Mm -hmm. and create that that interlacing net of community yeah yeah Yeah, and that definitely goes to speak to if you look at the descriptions of both of your guys's personality types that's exactly it is she will plan the party you will run the party yeah so And that's usually how it goes. Yeah, it Pretty is much. totally because mm-hmm. you're always by awesome. the by the time the party starts, you're tired from planning the whole thing. And right, you just start getting going. Yeah, so. <laughs> it's pretty. It's pretty funny actually watching it. So it's a it's a good way of being able to understand some of the yeah the deeper core aspects of what a potential partner is and how they operate. Yeah, and it's not to necessarily discourage you from partnering up with anybody, but it's to maybe help you navigate how to work well with them kind of right. like the love languages it's mm-hmm. just understanding your partner helps make things a lot easier yeah that's what right. i gonna say is understanding it like if i was to connect with someone who's got the exact same as me mm-hmm. and also wanted to take the reins and lead yeah there'd be a power struggle right. <laughs> right but if you both understand what you are right then you can work as a team to mm-hmm. make the thing happen right so what test what test next i'm excited i want to hear oh okay results. we're doing another test yeah yeah Okay, so then the next one was... You want to do another big one? Oh, I was just going to go in the same order here. That they are in the cited sources. And D is an ESFP. He's an entertainer. That makes sense. That makes a lot of sense. sense. (laughs) So the next one that we have as the link that we followed... Yes. Is relationship attachment styles. Ah, yes. (laughs) So why doesn't someone explain relation attachment styles for our listener? Based on what I was able to discern, it's a mental health quiz. And the results is interestingly listed as your avoidance of closeness. That's the base level assessment you're getting. So, So basically this test is... How afraid of commitment are you? <laughs> pretty much, pretty much. <laughs> I mean, I know there's, it didn't, I don't think our test went into it. Like there's secure attachment, anxious, ambivalent attachment, anxious, avoidant attachment, so this is and from, disorganized attachment. This is from mm. the test directly where it says, uh, oh, that's what you were just saying. It's like mine's avoidance of closeness with a 52. So I, I believe I'm avoidance attachment. Well, because it gives everybody avoidance of closeness as the base level, but you have to pay for anything more than that. So we were just testing essentially our avoidance of closeness. So I think our aversion to connecting with people. Oh, okay. That made it sound horrible. Let's get on this podcast and talk about how much we hate being around. How do we hate? Well, so I got a 39 on avoidance of closeness, which means I am easy to connect with people. I'm, you know, quick to jump into relationships. I don't have a hard time opening up to people. I don't avoid sharing 
the the lighter levels of my feelings uh-huh. and so the 39 percent is meaning like if you want to get to know me on a deeper level it might take a little bit okay so the 39 as she just mentioned is a percentage type thing so a zero percent is you create zero There's percent zero chance of avoidance boundary yeah and a hundred percent is you've got walls up with ramparts and <laughs> and hot oil ready to pour and on people moat. And a See, and my number's a 52. With a shark. You, I think, are a little more that way. I, I think mm-hmm. it's kind of accurate. Mm-hmm. Yeah? That You're I'm in about the middle. in the middle. You don't yeah. avoid connection per se. But I think you're more cautious but you, towards it. Yeah, you, you aren't so willing to open up so freely. Right. Look how long it took for you and K-Fug to start dating. Yeah. I know. Well, that's, I thought I would be more... Avoidant? Avoidant. Right. Well, and, than more than more middle ground. Yeah, and I think too, even when you start a relationship, you don't dive in head first. You give it time to mature. But not always, unless no. you're like zero percent avoidant. And, and you're we like, dove in. I just first. met you yesterday. Let's get married tomorrow. <laughs> I mean, we didn't dive into that. I mean, you always find like your one, like yeah. the one that makes you yeah. impulsive. But so. I mean, like literally from the moment we started talking, it didn't stop. And then a few days later, when we met. It was like instant energy magnet connection. Mm-hmm. It was intense from the get-go. Mm-hmm. And it's been slower building with a new partner. Sure. So, I mean, everyone's different with it, but I definitely wasn't expecting myself to be in the middle. It's interesting. Interesting. I think that you... I feel like you sitting about in the middle of it seems appropriate because you're just enough to where you're not going to be super avoidant. You're just very mindful. Right. That makes sense. Yeah. I actually got a 40. So, Mm. Lily, you and I scored pretty close again. That's two (laughs) tests that you guys are on. Well, wait. What was your... Your love language was physical touch and acts of service? Uh Uh-huh. That was me. No, no. Physical touch and words of affirmation. Oh. So you almost... I mean, top one still. My um, acts of service was like a six, and the words of affirmation is a seven. So let's see, secure attachment style, the majority of the population, around 55%, has a secure attachment style. These folks make quality partners and tend to be more satisfied in their romantic relationships. But then you've got anxious attachment style. There's got to be another test out there. Oh, I'm sure there are. I think there's other levels, deeper levels to yeah. this test. But I mean, I've mm-hmm. taken I've taken another test before that has told me what style okay and i didn't pay attention okay so <laughs> no, no, you're fine we should just find another one later and yeah do it. yeah there, but I just this talks more. about multiple different attachment styles yeah and we just happen to take the avoidance one right mm-hmm. right it's interesting yeah okay that's cool so because of that let's just gloss over and go to the next yeah. one yeah sure which was the apology language <laughs> yeah yeah i knew that there was one but I didn't figure out I'd ever take it. I didn't know that there were five different types. Yeah, I didn't and know. So some much. of the questions were kind of awkward, like how do you want someone to apologize to you? And I'm just like, uh, how about we just move past it and like get on with our name? Yeah, this one was a super <laughs> dramatic bunch of questions. It, it was, was like your mom didn't quite listen to you. How would you want her to respond? I'm so terribly sorry. I'll throw myself on coals. To... <laughs> it's like, well, one settle down. One was rather grovelly. Yeah. One was just kind of flippant and like, oh, sorry. Okay, I so I have to ask, yeah. did you guys get anything in your number for the request forgiveness? Yeah. Yeah, I'm a six. I got a zero. I don't want you asking me for forgiveness, but it legit made me uncomfortable. Some of these questions. Don't, like, it's not up to, like, I'll forgive you on my time. Don't, like, ask just it's tell me weird. how how you will forgive me. What do I have to do? I don't like it. I think a lot of mine um, has to deal with a lot of my PTSD and where mm. I want people to... I want people to request forgiveness because it's almost like a way for them to acknowledge that they've wronged me. Right. But... And maybe I it's also just, don't get wronged often. So yeah. <laughs> yeah. Maybe it's just the word forgiveness for me is tied up in religion. Right. Oh, in, sure. In my head. That makes sense. From growing okay. up. So what was your scores then? So I got a six on make restitution. So I, um, I correct what you've done wrong. Mm-hmm. Uh, a six in request forgiveness. A three in accept responsibility. A three in express regret. And a two in genuinely repent. <laughs> I don't want genuine repentance. I want you to fix it. <laughs> right, right. Bella, what about you? I got a seven in expressing regret. 
Tell me you regret your choices. Oh, we are not paired together well. I know. And then I, don't I got shit. <laughs> and then I got a five in accept responsibility. Huh. Yeah. And then a four make restitution, a four in genuinely repent, and a zero in request forgiveness. Yep. Huh. And that's interesting how you've stated how you use the term forgiveness. So probably every time that popped up, you're like, yeah, no, I'm not. Every time I saw it, I was, all I can picture is someone like on their knees in the pew in church, like, please forgive me. And, and like looking up at me asking for forgiveness. And I was like, I don't, please don't do that. That would be kind of cool. I like, don't. <laughs> I, I would like to maybe have you start doing that. And then, I could, <laughs> then I could be like, why well, you need to give me five Hail Marys. <laughs> <laughs> it's like that meme that goes around. It's like, I'm sorry, Daddy. I've been a bad girl. It's like, for the last time, it's forgive me, Father, for I have sinned. <laughs> yeah, both words. Oh, no. Both words. We're going to set up, like, a confessional booth in the house. Oh, no. <laughs> that closet right oh, there. No. Oh, no, no, no. So I, I, got, I got six on accept responsibility and five on regret. Wait, that's good. I do that. I accept responsibility when I'm apologizing. Yeah. That's do. good. Okay. And then four on genuinely repenting, three on making restitution, and two on requesting forgiveness. My big thing is I don't want to hear sorry if you don't mean it. Right. Mm-hmm. And if you don't recognize what you're sorry for. If you're just saying sorry to stop a discussion or an argument, that's going to make it worse. Mm-hmm. Right? If I want to feel like you understand what the issue was. I want you to be accountable for your actions. And that's something that I would like in partners in general anyway. Right. Is have accountability for yourself. Admit when you fuck up and genuinely mean it. Mm-hmm. And take responsibility for your actions. Yeah. See, I want that at work too. I want a coworker to just be like, oh, fuck. I screwed this up. How do I fix it? Help me. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, that way I can learn and not do it again. Yeah. <laughs> just don't try and hide your mistake. Just own up. Yeah. It's fine. Mm-hmm. That's exactly where I'm at. I'm excited about the next one. Oh, yeah? Yeah. I believe it was the anger profile. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, good. <laughs> well, I think yours was saintly. Like, you never get angry. Mine is like, you're good, girl, but you need to work on it. And his Mine was probably was... like, just... Fuck, dude. Just you. Here I am getting okay. stereotyped again. <laughs> There's usually a reason. What's your anger profile? My, I mean, I don't, it just like gives you a little recap or yeah. whatever, right? So it says, you know how to handle your anger. Your responses indicate that you generally have a good handle on your anger. You lo- you're likely aware of what makes you angry and tend to be intentional in processing your feelings of anger. You likely don't experience too many difficulties from anger-related issues in your personal or professional life. I don't get angry that often. Shit together. (laughs) It takes a little bit of fighting before I suddenly get angry. I get defensive. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, we should have a defensive profile. That's a whole different one. one. (laughs) I'll own that one every day. But anger, it takes anger to make me angry. Sure. The anger brings it out. I can see that. So it's a good thing that I don't have an angry partner. Yeah. True. That's true. Very true. Mine was overall handling it well, but room for improvement. (laughs) Your results are indicative of someone who likely handles their anger well in many situations, but there are still times when your anger is handling you. (laughs) That's good. Recognize the areas where you're doing well in handling your anger, but also be cautious that your anger is not getting out of hand in other ways. We referred to this as mom is rage cleaning. Don't go talk to mom right now. Just don't talk to mom right now. It's short-lived. It takes me a while to get there. But once I'm there, I explode a little bit. And then once I explode, I'm sorry. And it's fine. And, like, I'm, I, I'm just going to calm down now. She'll ask for forgiveness. I will ask for forgiveness. Five Hail Marys. <laughs> so, I know that you guys are waiting with bated breath. I... I'm doing very well, but can improve. Just like <laughs> how, Oh my god. How are we twins? I don't believe it. You cheated on this test. Are you copying no, me? 
There were so many questions that I was like, oh, this would be his answer. Oh, yeah, this is definitely his answer. So is that, is that an indicator of my anger issues? Or is that an indicator of your judginess from your 16 <laughs> From my, from my Myers-Briggs? Yeah. Since your personality obviously has evolved and changed quite a bit. Mm-hmm. So, yes. Since yesterday. <laughs> oh, yesterday when you didn't get mad at the front door? I wasn't mad. I was cold in my blanket and naked. Yeah, go to bed. <laughs> I did. Oh, goodness. Oh, it's a good time. I'm so glad we went with a light discussion for this oh, yeah, I know. <laughs> Well, I mean, we could switch from anger to, like, BDSM or sex. No, I'm, I'm good with I this. I think we're going to do that. Yeah. Let's go to anger. <laughs> Fine. If we want to switch from anger to spanking asses. <laughs> Don't they let's go hand do in hand? Hand in ass, anyway. <laughs> so I think we should do the sex personality first. Oh. Ow. <laughs> I think that leads into the next one. Sure. Okay, fair. How spicy are you, Bella? Uh, apparently not very spicy. Aww. Um, my spiciness score is a 57. It indi- and this is a percentage, again, so yeah. you can go 0% to 100%. Right. And it indicates that I am comfortable experimenting sexually, but haven't explored a wide variety of options from, a, from the great palette of sex. I do have a creative nature, which keeps my sexual liaisons satisfactory spicy, but I'm not the most adventurous love bug on the planet. <laughs> I seem to have discovered what pleases me and plan to stick with it as long as I'm sexually fulfilled. Ooh. Keep it up. <laughs> That's I what usually it says. do. <laughs> I do try. <laughs> Wow. Yeah, 57. Oh, that's pretty good. That's pretty good. What'd you get? I got a 61. <clears throat> Woo! A little spicier. Mm-hmm. Uh, you result... just eight points short. I know. <laughs> didn't match you or I didn't get been, 69. I haven't been frisky 69. in as many public places as a lot of other people. Yeah. Oh, but okay. my results indicate that I'm fairly comfortable in experimenting sexually and generally enjoy exploring different options on on the great palette of sex. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm willing to expand my repertoire and my skills and are quite skilled at using my creative instincts in the bedroom. Mm. My approach is playful and fun. Among mutually consenting adults, my bedroom manner pulsates <laughs> with life and love. Pulsates. Pulsates. <laughs> so basically the sex personality test asks a bunch of questions about what you're into, what you'd like to be into. Right. What you've done. Where Your you've done it at. Yeah. Yeah, so it's it's not so much this is your personality type and you are a missionary sex person <laughs> or you're a doggy style sex person. It, it just kind of talks about your overall sexual proclivities sure. a little bit. I think kind of your openness to being Opening flexible up, yeah. with it. Well, it's funny too because I was like, yes, I'd have threesomes. Yes, I've had threesomes. Yes, I would do this. Yes, I have done this. Like I've done a lot. I did a lot of that on some of the harder stuff, like with the the bondage and you know some of those right? things. But it's then like, like are you into spanking? Like, yes. Yes, yes I yes, am. Yes, I am. <laughs> but then stuff like how much public sex have you had? Right. Or like, car sex or any of those things, mine weren't as high. So yeah, I gave you the high ratings on all the crazy kinky shit, <laughs> but the vanilla boring things I didn't do enough of. The exhibitionism yeah. level really brings your number down. <clears throat> Whatevs. Oh, maybe that's what it is. Yeah. Huh? Mm. What's your score? 32. Oh. Whoa. You are not very <laughs> spicy. So not spicy. Actually, I got an 86. You're I such a liar. <laughs> Uh, apparently, I'm spicier than you two. <laughs> My results right. indicate that I am extremely Almost. comfortable experimenting sexually, and I'm evidently willing to explore multiple options on the great palette of sex. There's a lot of painting going on. There. Lots yeah. of palettes. Mm-hmm. Lots of palettes. I'm adept at using my creative instincts in the bedroom and have a fun and playful approach. Amongst me, okay, it sounds a lot like yours. A lot like mine. It's like once yeah. you hit sixty, it's all the same. Like you're open-minded and kind yeah. of into some shit. Yeah, so I got an eighty-six. Yeah, nice. You so got an eighty, so huh. boom, boom. Interesting. So how does that then lead into your results for your BDSM test? Mm. Oh well, what I yeah okay, we'll just go with that. Well, why don't you give us like your top five? 
we can talk more in depth. We'll we'll do some in depth conversation for our bonus episode. Yeah. On our okay. Patreon yeah, let's site. Let's do that. So basically, the okay. So we're gonna jump from the sex personality test, which we got from Psychology Today, and then we decided to explore a little bit more of the kinky <laughs> side of it with a very commonly used quiz for especially for people who are on FetLife. Right. Yes. And I don't think I've ever posted this on my FetLife, so this gives me something to post. Well, good. Because I'm not on there very often. Yeah. Yeah. I think I need to update mine. Yeah, me too. So this is a BDM te- BDSM <clears throat> test, and it judges, I think it does pretty okay, but yeah. still a lot of broad strokes and yeah. questions. Yeah. Except for one or two very specific ones. <laughs> I know. I think the ones for rope are very specific. Like, do oh. you enjoy being tied with rope? I, yes. Well, see, that one felt broad to me. The one I thought was specific was, do you like to be used as a urinal? <laughs> well, that, that does... That was, like, right there. Right. And then there was other That's kink stuff that was just... specific kink. ...kind of broad-stroked across. Yeah. But that one specifically, like, do you like sitting on a tile floor and having... You know, <laughs> It can get gra- it gets graphic quick. It does. Well, so it's probably that because that is a very stark yes or no, and it kind of rules out. I mean, they can't stuff. just say, "Do you like water sports?" Because I'd be like, "Fuck yeah, let's go wakeboarding." <laughs> you know, <laughs> not the same. Golden it could shower. be if you try hard enough. <laughs> That's gross. Anyway, so the the kink one you asked. What are your top five? Well, wh- how about you guess my top five? Oh, no. Just guess one of them. Non-monogamous. That is number four. Really? Yeah, at 99%. Caregiver. So that's daddy or mommy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's actually number six. Wow. wow. Dominant. Number one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ah, yeah. <laughs> uh, let's see. I don't know. So we got one in four. You have yeah, one in four. Okay. Do you have a few guesses you want to throw out there? Um. Does it involve sadomas like the sadomasochism? You've got Masochist? all of the list of the things. You got to pick one of those. Oh, fine. Um. I'm not gonna give you gray answers. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, I think I, know I get them mixed up as to which one is which. So. Which one's the inflicting pain? The sadist? Sadist. So, sadist would be my guess. That is number seven. Damn. Are you a brat tamer? Ooh. No, I hate brats. I know you do. <laughs> I know you this do. This is where we differ the most. Brat tamer is six, seven, eight, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14. Wow, you're in the middle of the pack with taming I know you hate them. Well, let me rephrase. You. I adore <laughs> right. I adore brats. I don't like having my buttons pushed. You do what you're fucking told. Right. <laughs> oh, the master. Yeah, that's oh, number two. There yep. we go. Yeah. Dominant so I got master. dominant, master, primal, non-monogamous, oh. and owner are my mm. top five. Yep. Uh, there okay. You go. Makes sense. That makes sense. Okay, so we're gonna guess lilies. Okay. <laughs> I would put obviously rope bunny up there. That is number four. Brat. Number one. (laughs) (laughs) How about switch? That is six. Oh, I was close. What about just submissive? That's ten. Down there further. I'm bratty. Non-monogamous. That is number five. Huh. All right. Mm-hmm. And then you got another one, Bella. What about experimentalist? Ooh, that's a Do good you one. experiment a lot? So that one is eleven for right. me. Okay. All right. Exhibitionist so, was higher than experimentalist. Yeah. What are your top five? Brat, girl, voyeur, rope bunny. And non-monogamist. Hmm. It's a good mix. All right, it's Bella's turn. Hmm. What are you going to guess? Little. <laughs> is that going to be considered a girl? Is or, that considered I've girl got, or I've, there's, age player? There's an age player it's, if you want to pretend to be. So both of which are on there. The boy girl 
and Age Player mm. are both in my top five. Oh, uh, yeah. Okay. Non-monogamist. That's my number one. Mm. At 100%. Wow. <laughs> and then... We got two more spots. What do you got? Foyer? Yep. Yeah. yeah. One more. So you like to watch. Yep. Yeah. That was easy. Which one? Yeah, that's true. Submissive. Oh, yeah. So number one at 100% is non-monogamist. Two at 99% is girl. Three at 90% is age player. Then 85% voyeur and 84% submissive. Oh, see, you kind of range a little. I'm, I'm super bipolar on this. It's either like top 95 and up or under 5%. <laughs> steadily degrade so I'm 98% brat 98 <laughs> then I'm tied at 83% for um, girl like boy girl and voyeur and then I'm 82% rope bunny hmm. and then 77% non-monogamist huh. 74% switch yeah my top five are pretty high <clears throat> I mean from 84% to 100% Mm-hmm. And right underneath that, number six is Exhibitionist. Mm. And it's interesting because it puts my seventh at 65% um, as a degradee. I don't like being degraded, so I don't know what I, questions it yeah, thinks I answered that. It's funny for me because the dominant, the hunter, the brat tamer, the daddy owner, degrader, and degradee are all at 7% or less for me. I can't stand that stuff. Yeah. Uh. So my top 95% are Dominant and Master, both at 100%. Primal and Non-Monogamist, both at 99%. Hmm. Owner at 98%. Daddy at 97 And Sadist at 96%. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So that's seven of these things, all right there above 95%. Right. And in the bottom percent, I have Tied at 2%. Masochist and Brat. Tied at 1% are Boy and Switch. And then tied at 0% are Rope Bunny, Slave, Degrady, and Submissive. Yep. So it's it's like an all or nothing thing. Right. And my, my bottom five. Yeah. <laughs> right. My bottom five are Brat Tamer, Primal Hunter, Sadist, Master Mistress, and Degrader. Right, well, as a submissive, a lot of those would be zero. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's really fun. And I, I'm i going to post mine on FetLife. Yeah. Or, you know, I'll probably by the time this comes out, it'll have already been out. Right. Yeah. But that was a really fun way of looking at the kinkier side of us. How would that work? I mean, this seems like an obvious question, but how would this test <laughs> help your polyamory lifestyle? I mean, is this something you'd just share with someone as a potential? I would. Possibly. I broke out kink in our first conversation. You did, like, <laughs> yeah. five days into it. I generally, like, when people ask me any type of, you know, sexual question at all, the first thing I'll tell them is I'm a brat, because that sometimes it's a deal breaker. Yeah. Sometimes it is. Well, I think it depends on how people brat, too. There's some very intentional button pushers versus sure. just... I'm a very sweet uh, it's It's interesting. <laughs> the range in the brats, yeah. And see, that's, I guess, where I... Be different in how I accept that. Mm-hmm. The intentional button pushers, the ones that are always just like trying to be bamboo shoots under your nails. No, they're the, no, they're I'm bad news bears yeah. for me. Some people absolutely adore them, and that's great yeah. because <laughs> it's cool when people match. But right. for me, stop. Don't sound, behave. Just right. stop it. <laughs> there was somebody he was talking to once upon a time, and I don't remember exactly who it was or exactly the situation, but man, she bratted out and did something, mm. and I was like, oh, snap. Like, oh, it's like if you're going to be a good brat, <laughs> Daddy doesn't like that. Yeah. <laughs> and she was like, no, it's fine. It'll be fun. And I was like, I'm going to go sit uh, over here right. and <laughs> like, while I'm that gonna, explodes. <laughs> over here. Yeah. No, I tried yeah. to warn you. Right. <laughs> it didn't end well. Yeah. yeah. But like a sweet brat, someone who's just playful and eventually learns quit it. Right. That's different. I like to say I'm like a bratty submissive where it's like in the right situation I can I comply. Yeah. So but yeah. 
Interesting. All right, well, that leaves us with one final one, one final test. It does. That's the Enneagram. <clears throat> Which, what is that exactly? I don't know. <laughs> it's a made-up name. Like, it's, what does it stand it, for? Yeah, like, I don't get um, the purpose of it. There's a, The Enneagram Institute, created in 1997 by the late Don Richard Rizzo and by Ross Hudson, was formed to further research and development of the Enneagram, one of the most powerful and insightful tools for understanding ourselves and others. A nine-sided figure used in a particular system of analysis <laughs> to represent the spectrum of possible personality types. There you go. Super freaking Basically. So an Enneagram is a regular geometric figure with nine points. Okay. So that's, that's where they got the name. Yeah. So each personality is a different point. So it's a nine-point personality test. Gotcha. And in that, what were some of the questions they asked that you guys can recall? Or oh, basically no. some of what they were asking. Was this one a very much agree to very much disagree and then it was a sliding scale? Yes. Yeah. Okay. And it was, again, just more personality stuff, right? Right. right. There were a lot of, like, do you feel insecure in this situation? Or oh, does yeah. this make you feel, um, or do you like feeling proud? Or do you feel like you're an oddball, like you don't fit in? There was a lot of those questions. Yeah. So, Bella, what are the nine personality types according to the Enneagram? So, the Enneagram system consists of nine points. The number one is the reformer, two is the helper, three is the achiever, four is the individualist, five is the investigator, six is the loyalist, seven the enthusiast, eight is the challenger, and nine is the peacemaker. Hmm. And it's funny because there are wings too. Like usually one care, um, one has characteristics of one of the types that lie adjacent to the own number. Ah, uh, that makes sense. Yeah, it's really interesting. So that lie adjacent to the own number that's more prominent. This is called the wing. So someone who might be like a type five, which is the investigator, might have a four wing or a six wing. This might be abbreviated from the testing and such to five W four or 5W6. If one doesn't have a dominant wing, it's said that the wings are balanced. It's interesting. Huh. Interesting. <laughs> All right, so, Monsuda, what number did you get? Well, my primary with a 99% match was a number four, the Ooh. individualist. Want to be unique and to live life authentically and are highly attuned to their emotional experience. That was followed up closely by eight, also huh. known as the challenger. Eight sees themselves as strong and powerful and seek to stand up for what they believe in, which makes sense because a couple of weeks ago, I almost got fired from my job <laughs> for standing up against my boss, who I believed was wrong on a regular basis. Right. Right. And then I also matched 80% with one and 78% with two. Well, see, it's interesting thinking about these wings. So you said you're... Your 99% was a type 4. Mm -hmm. So looking at, without knowing any of your test results, looking at your two wings, type 3 or type 5, I would put you at 5 as your wing, thinkers who tend to withdraw and observe, versus the 3 achiever focused on the presentation of success to attain validation. You would be right, because I got 74% on 5 and 67% on 3. So it sounds like you're a type 4... With a type five wing, followed up by your challenger, your eight. Is Off. that how this works? Well, I'm just I'm I'm piecing together what you're telling me. Oh, I see. That's, That's interesting because I got, I also got four mm -hmm. at ninety eight percent, and then I got two at ninety four percent, which is the giver or so, the helper, right? Um, oh. And then a seven as my eighty four, which is. The enthusiast. Mm -hmm. Right. That's a But again, with your collection. wings specifically, do you think you're more of a thinker who tends to withdraw and observe, or are you focused on the presentation of success to attain validation? D says two. Really? <laughs> <laughs> I guess option two, according to D. <laughs> I love that's, validation. I do love validation. <laughs> Me too. I, that's my number one. Yeah. Uh, whether it's a good thing or a bad thing, who knows? But 
So it sounds like you're also the type four, but maybe you, your wing leans to more of the achiever and then you're followed up as a helper. You're type two, yeah, right? Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. my number one at 98% is a type three, which is the achiever. Threes are defined by the desire to achieve. They want to advance in the world and will sacrifice almost anything for success. Vigorously pursuing tasks and becoming utterly absorbed in the pursuit of attainment. But they will only choose a task in the first place if it promises rewards and brings prestige. Threes like to stand out. They have a burning need to be admired and see life as a game where winning is emphasized. Yeah, I don't see that as you at all. No, no, no not in the not, slightest. <laughs> not even 98%. Yeah. I mean, and then seven, which is the enthusiast wants to have as much fun and adventure as possible and are easily bored, that mm. followed up with a 91%. Yeah, I got an 84 on that one. Yeah. But I do think my wing... Let's see, what are my wing options here? As a You got a three, three it would be the two or the four, right? So the helper or the seeker to feel unique and different. I think I'm a helper. I think my wing would be the two. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I agree with that. Yeah? Interesting. Yeah, and, and there's more. My, I understand there's more to the Enneagram test Like you can look at, like these wings and whatnot. Right, there's a right. few right. different branches of it oh, sure. if you were to deep dive into this test. And you can go deeper into all yeah. of these tests with yeah. all of these answers. Yeah, and it's like this one it is like the other ones where it just gives insight on who we are as a person so that when we choose to share this information with a potential partner or a current partner, it gives that person a better understanding on how we operate and why we do what we do sure. and what we're thinking of and how to communicate well with us. Mm -hmm. So if anything, taking these psychological tests not only helps you understand yourself better or maybe reaffirms some of what you feel, but also gives your partners something to work with so that the development of the relationship can be deeper. Right. And like, so I love validation. <laughs> so thinking, you know, oh, I'm totally like this as a person or I have these behaviors and then having 15 tests tell me I am correct. <laughs> I know who that I makes am. makes sense to me. <laughs> well, there's a lot of people that don't know who they are, though. Right. And then when they take this test, they're like, oh, that's bullshit. Right. But in reality, when you watch them in public or when you watch them operate, it's not. Well, right. and it's like one of those things, if you're in a relationship and your partner keeps doing things for you, but your love language, your primary love language is physical touch, and you don't get why there's this disconnect between you and mm -hmm. your partner, a lot of times it can help give you some insight. And yeah. then you have, then your partner can try to be more of what you need and a lot of times people will see a good increase in their relationship health right right and i know it's like an old cosmo magazine type thing like oh take these quizzes with me you know like i can remember <laughs> being a teenage so girl all <laughs> yeah but i mean totally sit down with your partner and work through these tests together and it'll be a fun little bonding experience for you right, right. if nothing else it gives you a couple of laughs yeah yeah but if you take it with a bit of serious you don't have to get crazy serious about this but no. if you take it with a bit of seriousness it also helps you learn a person you enjoy being with and it teaches you how to better be with that person yeah yes. and you don't have to change who you are completely no. just understand what makes them tick mm -hmm. so that you can tick in rhythm with them oh, i like yep. that yeah Will you take in rhythm with me later? I take in rhythm with you all the time. I know. <laughs> well, on that note, I think we've covered all the millions of tests we took today. Yeah, absolutely. And it was a lot of fun. It was surprising to see, Lily, how close you and I met. Yeah, yeah I was, was surprised at how many things we had in common until we got to the BDSM test. We were like, freaking brats. <laughs> <laughs> and there's the difference. <laughs> yep. <laughs> so funny no it is pretty interesting and then like and again like with just a friend relationship yeah it also helps all the same things it would with a partner but it also builds a bit more on the friendship side too sure so it that's also exciting. kind of does explain why you and i had such an easy time getting along in the beginning is because right. we have a lot of similar personality mm -hmm. traits so right 
Well, if you're not already, go on over to Patreon and look up Talk Your Polly Off and become a member, become a supporter. And we've got some bonus episodes. And you can check out the latest one where we might drag Lily's partner Dee in for some fireside chat on some of his personality stuff. Right. And then we can get even deeper into the kink world. Deeper. Yes. Ah. Yeah, how you uh-huh. doing? <laughs> and you can get that through our Patreon. Yep. I think you have to be at the $5 level you do. or right. higher. You do. Yep. But come join us. We've got a great community over there. It's hella worth it. Yeah. <laughs> All right, follow us, share us, tell people about us. Yeah. And then talk to us on all of that social media about your personality results. Yeah. Absolutely. We want to know who you are. Yeah, I'm excited. I want to know all the business. All right. Until next time. All right, Paul Have a happy new year. And I can't wait to share our new year experiences with you. And I can't wait to hear your experiences that you share with us. Yep, yep. Bye now. Thank you for talking your poly off with Bella and Monsada. You can find our Facebook page in the links or by searching for I Love Polly and liking the page Polyamory Get Your Heart On. You can also find I Love Polly on Instagram and Twitter by searching I Love Polly Cares. If you want us to help you navigate to all of our online presence, check out the show notes or come on over to ilovepolly.org. We would love to hear from you. That's right. And you can get in touch with us by emailing podcast at ilovepolly.org. That's singular podcast, not plural. So until our next discussion, Polly and fam. Live like there's no tomorrow. Laugh until it hurts. And and love love without without limits. limits.